0: Hey, fellow boundary breakers, if your current delegation systems are not working to get you out of the day-to-day in your business, there is an exercise on our website that is the first step to get you out of the delegation catch-22. I'm going to throw the link in the show notes for you to go ahead and download. Many business owners, when they see the revenue dipping and the costs going up, they are assuming that employees are lazy or incompetent or not productive. And so they just keep assigning more work. If I keep assigning more work, something is going to get done. Another thing that happens is, especially with our visionary style business owners, the ones with all of the ideas are the ones that are taking all of those ideas that are in their heads and they're trying to implement them all at once. So, as soon as a new idea pops into my head, I have to get it out. I'm going to be going to my team and saying, I have this idea. We need to do this now. That is the thing that is causing your employees to struggle with focus, follow through, and productivity. So, giving them more to do is not the solution. Welcome to another episode of Female Founders Breaking Boundaries. I'm your host, Casey Gromer. I am the founder of she Sweet Boutique. With over 20 years of marketing and business management experience, I work with small businesses and female founders using our signature business blueprint. On the show, you get tools, advice, resources, support, and encouragement that resonates with the modern businesswoman. So, fellow Boundary Breakers, let's dive in. Fellow boundary breakers and welcome to another episode of Female Founders Breaking Boundaries. I'm your host, Casey Gromer. It is my mission to give you tools to run a business while navigating all the boundaries that make it more difficult for women to build profitable, sustainable companies and to teach you how to set your business up to run without needing you to manage the day-to-day. We always welcome new listeners. And if you can appreciate what we are talking about on the show, please either share an episode with someone who could use some business advice or go to your favorite podcast listening app and give us a rating and review of your favorite episode. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing ways to boost employee retention And productivity. And as a quick reminder, I am still in my summer series mode, which means we are bypassing the women in the spotlight and what's on my mind outside of business in order to bring you very quick, very actionable, very implementable ideas for improving your business this summer. I chose today's topic about retention and productivity first of all, because it's coming up a lot with clients, but also from a message I saw recently from Adam Grant. Many of you may already be following Adam Grant. I'm kind of uh, stalking him on all the socials because he says a lot of stuff that resonates with me, but he is an organizational psychologist. I love them. I love organizational psychologists. They're awesome. He is also a best selling author of way too many books for me to name. And anyway, the quote that stood out to me recently was, and this was on Instagram, by the way, was this When you burn people out, you push them out. Your stars, AKA your high performing people, are the first to leave because they are the ones that have the most other opportunities. The solution is not to pile on the perks. It's to pinpoint the root causes of overload and design more manageable jobs. If you want to keep people, stop exhausting them. I want to dissect this with you very quickly because the reason this resonated with me is because I see it. I not only see it, but I've been a part of it. But here's what's happening. We have a retention issue, right? We notice that our good people are leaving, the people we count on, the people that do a good job, and they're resigning and they're leaving. So we think, oh, gee, we must have a company culture issue. So let's boost company culture, right? And so our go to's are Taco Tuesdays. And we might be doing snacks in the break room, and we might be doing team outings. We might be doing things like that, thinking it's going to create an environment where our employees are going to feel appreciated. And that is just not the case. If you want to keep people, stop exhausting them. So, what's happening, and I touched on this on a recent episode, is when we are In this mode of doing, doing, doing. Maybe, you know, we're trying to fix too many things at once and we're just piling on more work onto our already busy teams. We're telling them, you're not working hard enough. You're not productive enough. You must not be doing your job. You must not know what you're doing or be good at what you're doing because you're not doing all the things I want you to. This is exhausting them. It is not true and it is not necessary. So let's talk today about what we can do instead to retain those really good quality employees and help them to produce, to be productive for us and make our businesses more successful. So here are some of the real-time struggles that are happening today that I'm seeing with some of our clients Like I said, there's low productivity. So either there is actual low productivity or there is perceived low productivity. We have a constant stream of tasks, projects, goals, to-do lists. They're never getting finished. There's no follow through on things that are being assigned or things that are being asked to do there's no follow up. There's no follow through. They're just kind of sitting and spinning. Balls are getting dropped. Your team members are disorganized and maybe confused, and they're showing signs of frustration, low motivation, lack of desire. They basically don't want to be there anymore, and they don't really want to put forth a lot of effort to do what you want them to do. High turnover. You may even notice that your employees are starting to not show up for work. They're calling in sick. They're maybe just not showing up and not calling in. Your employees have random task lists. So really long lists of to-dos that have no potential rhyme or reason. And they maybe, maybe don't make any sense. So they're basically suffering from whiplash at this point. I kind of describe whiplash as a seagull. So a seagull swoops in, poops all over everything, and then flies away. And this is kind of whiplash where your team members are set out in one direction. They have a list of things they're focused on. They have a list of priorities. They know what they're supposed to be doing. And then suddenly something happens or somebody comes in. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's something else and completely shifts their focus and changes direction And this is why there's no follow through, because they don't have an opportunity to get done the things they were already working on before direction has already shifted and changed to something else. This is bad. This is not good. It impacts the business. It's the perpetuating of low productivity and low efficiency, because your team members are doing work. They're doing lots of work. They're just not getting anything done because they never have an opportunity to finish it. You're going to experience high turnover. There's going to be no or low loyalty. The employees that are left are going to be high maintenance because they're miserable. And they kind of have this attitude of, if you want me to be here, you're going to make it worth my time. So they become high maintenance, which is, again, perpetuating inefficiency. You have company culture issues. Nothing is getting accomplished. Your overhead costs are higher because nothing's getting done and everything's inefficient. And then ultimately your revenue and profits are declining. What I'm seeing happen as a result of all of this is as we go in and we try to fix this, here's how we're doing that. Many business owners, when they see the revenue dipping and the costs going up, they are assuming that employees are lazy or incompetent or not productive. And so they just keep assigning more work. If I keep assigning more work, something is going to get done. Another thing that happens is, especially with our visionary style business owners, which is typically the type of clients that I work with, but visionary business owners, the ones with all of the ideas are the ones that are taking all of those ideas that are in their heads, whether they're projects, tasks, systems, approaches, whatever, and they're trying to implement them all at once. So as soon as a new idea pops into my head, I have to get it out. I have to vomit it all over somebody. I'm going to be going to my team and and saying, I have this idea, we need to do this now. That is the thing that is causing your employees to struggle with focus, follow-through, and productivity. So giving them more to do is not the solution. I do want to caveat this, however, because there, there is a difference between overwork and overwhelm and also incompetence. There are cases where employees are not the right fit for a role and they might be either incompetent, they might be unmotivated. That is a possibility we have to know and understand the underlying cause of the productivity issue. Is it incompetence or is it overwork and overwhelm? Um, I'm going to be covering that in a future episode of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. And also you could go back and listen to episode number 45, which is tracking and keeping score of your metrics. This is one of the ways that you'll be able to start or initiate the discussion between the incompetence and the overwhelm because the tracking and keeping score is one of the ways that you help yourself and your team members maintain focus. And if they're maintaining focus and still struggling, then it might be an issue of the right fit, not the right fit. One of the things I want to cover is busy work versus intentional work. Because most of the time, When we have overwhelm and overwork, it is because we have a lot of people doing a lot of busy work and not focusing on intentional work. Let's talk about that for a minute. When I see teams struggling with overwhelm and productivity, I notice that a lot of the work that is on their plates is not really adding a lot of value to the bottom line. Busy work is tasks that are nice to have, but are not necessarily providing benefit or a return on investment or any value. It is not moving the needle. An example I might give you of busy work is if you are tasking employees to create email newsletters, but those newsletters are not getting opened or they're not driving results. So let's break that down for a minute. Going back to the idea of company culture, let's say, for example, that we've decided in order to improve company culture, maybe we've noticed that communication is an issue. So we're creating a company newsletter. But if we don't understand what the purpose of that company newsletter is and tracking whether it's actually achieving its purpose, then it is busy work. And we also have to ask ourselves, is the lack of newsletter a cause of our culture issue? So these are some of the reasons that it's really important to not just start throwing spaghetti at the wall. Another idea of busy work is when you're creating a lot of content, for example. A lot of us have websites and we're doing blog posts to get ranked on Google for SEO, but if we're not tracking whether that content is contributing to leads and sales, it might be considered busy work. Creating and updating reports and spreadsheets, but if nobody's utilizing them, that's a lot of work to be done if they're not tracking the right things and if nobody's using them to make decisions. And also, you know, meetings are another busy work item. A lot of us, I've noticed we go from no meetings to lots of meetings and Lots of meetings can, especially if they're not productive, can just be a waste of time. So when I see this happening, I tend to go back to the basics. What are the foundational processes that absolutely must happen to keep your business functioning and operational day to day? When you think about The basics, the fundamentals of your business. These are the things that should be identified in your accountability chart. The accountability chart identifies those things and then puts somebody accountable for that. Who is accountable for making sure that those foundational necessary processes are happening and that they are working? You absolutely have to start here. Break everything out, wipe the slate. Clean and start over. Foundationally, maybe it's like, okay, we need customer service, we need marketing, we need sales, and we need client delivery. Maybe those are our foundational processes. So if foundationally your staff cannot or is not performing these foundational processes or not performing them well, Your very first order of business is to drop your other work and focus on improving those key functions. So newsletter, we're done. We can't put out a newsletter if we can't even deliver our service or our product to the customer. So we've got to start foundationally with those things that matter most. Now, if your foundational processes are running smoothly, then go ahead and look at your goals. What are you looking to change or improve in the business? Where are you wanting to be in a year, in 30, 60, 90 days? This should come from your annual or quarterly planning process. If you look at where you're headed, you have your foundational processes in place, you look at where you're headed, you can identify what new things, whether it's projects, processes, tasks are necessary to get you where you are today. To where you want to be in the future. So what are those and then decide who's accountable for them. And once you start adding those new processes or tasks, it's your job or your integrator's job in our case to keep your staff focused on those things. So again, is the newsletter a part of those processes that are going to take you from where you are today to where you are tomorrow? If not, keep it off the to-do list until you have the most important things covered and functioning efficiently. Once you start adding work outside of those processes, like I said, it's considered busy work. Intentional work is anything that ultimately brings in revenue or reduces costs in some way. So as you're thinking of the work that your staff is doing, ask yourself, how is this boosting revenue How is this reducing costs, even if it's in a roundabout way? So if we're talking about retention, for example, staff retention, that's going to reduce your costs because you're going to be maintaining staff and you're not going to have to spend time hiring. You're not going to have to spend time training, et cetera, et cetera. It also might be tied to boosting revenue because you're retaining the staff who knows what they're doing and are good at their job. Being able to take a step back. And look at the big picture of the work that your staff is doing and their productivity. It is not the strong suit for many visionary business owners. So as a result, your staff might end up doing too much busy work and not enough intentional work as they try to keep up with all of the amazing ideas that kind of float in your head and vomit out of your mouth. So they're going to start to feel disconnected to the outcomes of the business They're going to be stressed, overwhelmed, unmotivated. They feel like they can't do anything right. They are feeling disconnected because they don't understand the purpose of the things they're doing. They can see that the work they're doing isn't necessarily productive. They can see that the work they're doing might not necessarily be connected to the priorities, but they can't really do anything about it. You then, as a result of all of this are probably going to start to feel frustrated, irritated, angry, and unaccomplished, like you're spinning wheels and not moving the needle. You might be looking at your numbers and getting stressed out. And when this happens, as business owners, our first reflex is to start grasping at straws or grasping at any ideas that we feel like might improve or change the trajectory of the business without really thinking them through. So how do we as business owners stop letting busy work seep into taking over our staff's time and pulling them away from the things that are most important? To reiterate, we want to start with the foundational work required to maintain operations day to day. What are the must-have processes that you can't function without? How well are they working? What metrics are you tracking that tell you that these processes are moving the needle? Focus here first. Next, consider the future state of the business. What is required to get you from here to there? And do you have accountability and have you identified the work required to make that happen? And does your staff understand what's expected of them? And do they know how to monitor their own performance? so they know if they're doing the right things or if they're doing a good job. If both of these things are covered and you still have more that needs to be done, think about the tasks or projects you're asking to be done. How are those things going to lead to revenue or cost savings? How will you track if those things are working or not? This is going to give you an idea if you are getting a return on the time and money you're investing into that work. And finally, as a visionary, your best bet is to have an outlet for all of those ideas that you have for fixing things or changing things when it may not necessarily be the right time to implement those ideas. You can find somewhere to store those ideas so you don't feel like they're getting lost. And then when you Store them somewhere, you can review them regularly and reevaluate if they still make sense or not. Many of my clients actually have what we call a parking lot, which is a place where they can write down their ideas for me, their integrator. And then when we sit down with our quarterly planning sessions, we pull up that parking lot and we kind of look down through the list and ask ourselves is this a good idea? Is this a good idea? a lot of times we will find that the majority of the ideas that got written down aren't necessarily still important today during our planning session. And so for that reason, think of how many times that might happen to you, or think about how many times that has happened to you. And don't you look back and think, thank God I didn't spend time spinning my wheels on that. So going back, to our earlier conversation when we were talking about there's a difference between overwork and overwhelm and incompetence. How do we know whether our teams, our employees, are overwhelmed and have too much on their plate versus just being incompetent or unmotivated? How do we measure that capacity? One of the ways that we keep an eye on it with our clients is our weekly team calls. So, this is where we monitor capacity and we check in with staff to make sure that they are making progress on their priorities, progress on their goals. We check in on their performance. Are they still hitting target range of their performance? If these things start to suffer, we notice we're not making progress towards accomplishing anything and we're starting to dip or our performance is outside of target range, that is when we Initiate these conversations to find out what's going on behind the scenes. Is it something happening in the industry? Is it a knowledge or a skill gap? Is it a capacity issue? Those are the tools we use to monitor whether our staff is overworked. As women, we have a tendency to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. We are multitasking queens. We are go-getters, we are getter-dunners, and we're most likely to think that we can and should do all the things. In reality, though, all the things isn't necessarily always a great idea. So all of those projects or tasks could end up costing us more and not delivering a return in business it's best for us to figure out how to let those things go without feeling like we're dropping the ball on something, which I think is what a lot of us feel like all the time when it's like, why can't we just do more? Why can't we do more with less? Why can't we just add one more thing? It shouldn't be that hard. These are things that I tell myself all the time, which is interesting because when I look at my clients' businesses, I can tell them, As an outsider looking in, exactly why that's not going to work. And then when it comes to my own life, it's not as easy to practice what you preach. So, what I'm challenging you to do is to test it out. If your staff is on this overwhelm, burnout, confusion, unproductive cycle, look to see what things you can potentially eliminate for a short period of time. Cut it out. Cut the newsletter out for a month or a couple months or a couple of weeks and see if your metrics change. If they do change, you can always add those things back in. And if they don't change, that's a key indicator that that thing wasn't doing what you thought it was doing and it's not moving the needle. So that's something that you can get rid of and put more energy into something that's going to bring more value. If you want help, Evaluating your team's functions, their processes, their tasks, the capacity, the performance, everything we talked about in today's episode. I'm here. We are here. C Suite Boutique is here. And you can set up a consultation with us at c-suiteboutique.com. And we can talk about what's happening with your team. We can talk about your concerns and share some ways that we can support you with our 16-week ramp-up process. Honey, what is it that you wanted to tell our listeners today? Get out there and break some boundaries and do it for me and my generation. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Female Founders Breaking Boundaries. If you enjoyed this episode, would you be willing to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast or wherever you're tuning in? You can connect with me on LinkedIn using the link in the show notes. And until next week, Don't be afraid to get out there and break some boundaries.